What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Up in Flames. As always, I am your host, Mo Murphy. Mo Murphy, and with me, I got my guy Jeff Hunt. And it was only right to bring him in because last night, if you're listening to this today, on Thursday night, we did the NFL Draft Show, and Jeff got back in his bag. It felt good. We started leaning towards talking NBA, but it was the NFL Draft, the first round, so we weren't going to make it an NBA show. So last night. I had to ask my guy, Jeff, if he was available to to talk NBA playoffs, talk basically the first round. Jeff, how you doing, bro? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for having me on. You know, like I've, I'm traditionally have been a football guy. I don't do the podcasting as much as I used to, but the NBA playoffs are, I enjoy it as much as any event in sports. I look, I basically look at the NBA playoffs as a separate season in sports and it's one of my favorite seasons. So uh, I am, I'm happy to be here and, uh, and chop it up and get some of this stuff out of my brain that I think about 24 hours a day, you know, when I'm walking around um, work and uh, whatever I'm doing. Yeah, so I want to get into something real quick, and I'll get this out of the way because, of course, my bias in the situation. We're not going to preview the second round, but we are going to talk about the Miami Heat beating Milwaukee Bucks in five. And I know Giannis got hurt in game two, sits game three, but then he comes back. My thing is, you could tell me he was hurt. I understand that, but he had what? He had a triple-double. Triple-double. Like he had a triple double in the game, and then in the next game, he missed 13 free throws, still finished with over 30. So, we're talking about a guy, man, might have scored like 45, 46 if he was a good free throw shooter. But the Miami Heat advanced, an eighth seed beats the one seed. And I know other players stepped up, so I don't want to make it like it was a one man show, but essentially it was. I mean, in game four and game five, Jimmy Butler scores 56 and 42. Like he scores 42 in a closeout game after putting on a master class of a performance that we haven't seen in quite some time in the playoffs, let alone in a game that mattered, like being up 2-1 and scoring 56, bringing your team back down 15, scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. You came into the fourth quarter down 15 with eight minutes left. You had not played a minute in the fourth quarter yet, and you put up 21 points in eight minutes. If I, You would think I'm lying. Like uh, Those stats, you would think I'm lying. What you saw Jimmy Butler do, you would think I'm over-exaggerating, but that's what it was. But from a non-biased person, who I know your son is a Miami Heat fan, but I also know you have no bias in this. What, Like, Jimmy Butler, what is it about playoff Jimmy? How can a guy like him do it? And, and this is where my question is. I am not saying he's Michael Jordan. I'm not saying he's Kobe Bryant. What I'm saying, though, is like, we watched Michael Jordan have another notch in the playoffs, but this was the best player in basketball who could step it up another notch. We watched Kobe Bryant, like these all-time greats, we know they have another notch in the playoffs. We're talking about a guy in Jimmy Butler who... Didn't make the All-Star game this year, even though we know he's an All-Star. He's been a former All-Star. We're not questioning that. But he goes from averaging 23.9 points per game to averaging like 36 in a series against the one seed, and he's done this in the playoffs for the past four years. How can a guy who's an All-Star turn into one of the best superstars in the game currently when it comes playoff time? It's crazy. It's it's crazy to watch, and that's the two guys that kept coming up. Again, I always tell everybody, I'm 47 years old. I actually watched Michael Jordan do the stuff um, that everybody's heard about or watched the video, and I watched it live. Um, you know, I watched Kobe play his career out too, and when Jimmy gets in that mode, that's all I can think of. Like, if anybody wants to know what it looked like when Jordan was on it, you know, back in the day, it, that's what it looked like the other night when, when Jimmy did that. It was – you can you can see him get in the zone. I, I don't know how, but it, this I think the bigger picture is not only was that one of the greatest literally basketball games I ever saw anybody play in my life the other night. 
uh, you know, and then he follows it up with a, you know, game five, you know, to close out the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee talk about Milwaukee for a second. They were a mess. Um, you know, Giannis clearly didn't want the ball at the end of the game. They had no idea. All they had to do was force buckets, get fouls, get to the free throw line, anything to, to close that game out. And they, they couldn't do it, which is, which is really odd. I mean, I think this is, um, you know, something that the Bucks real. I mean, they really got to kind of look in the mirror and see like, where are we at? Do, are we going to be the Toronto Raptors of 19 and not follow this up or, you know, our championship two years ago, like, or is it a fluke and we're going to go back, you know, every two years and win one. I, I don't know. I don't, they got, they got some issues right now, but as far as Jimmy goes, this isn't a fluke either. We're talking, this is four years of Miami heat basketball. It's where this guy's been to the finals. He was, we talked about it. He was a shot away from the finals against a really good Boston team last year. Um, he showed up when he played with the Chicago Bulls. I'm a fan of the Bulls. And when he had some classic matchups against, we're talking, you know, top level LeBron back in the early, you know, mm-hmm. you know, 2011, 2012, you know, air, um, you know, fought him then has turned himself into a great player. He's got, he, you know, if you want to say he carries a proverbial chip on his shoulder, it's it's the size of the arena. Um, it's it's a ama- I think what I what I've never seen though is how a guy's skill set can get better. Um, he becomes a better three point shooter. He becomes he becomes better at everything like skill wise. It's not just like this isn't here just hero ball. Like he just takes the ball and just like I'm not gonna let him shoot. He makes the shots. He went. What was it there? Um, what was it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I get the nights messed up. So it was Monday night was the 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 comeback, right? The 56 point game. Is that Monday night? Yeah, Last, yeah, yeah. Regardless, game four. So it wasn't just like you know he shot even 50. percent I mean, the dude went something like 17 for 19 inside the arc. Like it was. It's it's how he gets his skill set to get better. It's it's unbelievable the energy he has, and then the most impressive one of the most impressive things I saw was he was playing like on an absolute like maniac. He was on 12. He's he's taking the shots. He's yelling at the crowd and then he would get fouled and you would think that it was the first quarter of the game and he'd walk up there calm as could be and was making these free throws with all that energy pumping through him and then to be able to calm himself. He was always checking where all these teammates were at all. He never lost track of the game. Like he was always in the game. And he was also playing out of his mind. It's uh, it's only only Jordan of I or Jordan and Kobe have I ever seen be able to walk that line as far as like, you know, do everything your team needs and be the best player in the world for 15 minutes. It, it was it was incredible to watch. Yeah, and and I'm glad you said that. I think that's what's insane to me is it's not like okay we've seen we see like these performances from Jimmy in the regular season. Not that he doesn't score 30. Or whatever, but it is the skill set. Like this man will go three or four games without hitting a single three. Yeah. Like if you're a betting person, his line will be like, you're betting on Jimmy Butler any given night to hit one three. And you're probably losing that bet more often than not. And then now this dude goes out there, he's three for six from three. He's taking step back three pointers. Like he's taking turnaround fadeaways. And it's not something that you typically see that really seems like it's in his skill set until April and really the past four years outside of the first round knockout against the Bucks a couple of years ago, April and May and possibly leading up into June or the end of May. It's a completely different guy. And like I said, I know with Jordan, like the fact that he was the best player in the game and he had a switch. Okay. But 
We're talking about Jimmy Butler, who in the regular season is in nobody's top 10. And we don't talk about Jimmy Butler throughout the regular season. It's all these young guys. It's the LeBrons. It's you don't really talk about Miami, but come April, you have to pay attention. And you're like, yeah. this dude, Jimmy Butler is for real. And I'm not going to get into the Knicks series that's coming up. But all I'm going to say is you can't tell me he does that against Milwaukee and he's not licking his chops to have a performance like that in Madison yeah. Square Garden. And the one, my only thing is we are not going to act like Madison Square Garden is not historically known for the other team's performances. Yeah, like, definitely. And it's been a historic spot for other yeah. you're known for Jordan's known for his performances in Madison Square Garden. LeBron has had performances in Madison Madison Square Garden. So it's one of those like they're known for the opposing player in the playoffs having the greatest game of his life. The Reggie Millers like historically that's what it is. So we're not going to act like it changes for Jimmy Butler. But speaking of the Knicks, the Knicks played the Cavs. They also won 4 to 1. Impressive. In a series that I felt like it could have went either way prior to the series. And I was going to take, like, I was Cavs in seven. But at the same time, like, if the Knicks won in seven, I wouldn't have been a surprise. Like, if I say game seven, I'm taking the team to win in seven. That's a toss-up. You just, you're either right or wrong in that situation. But the Knicks dominated the Cavs. Like, it wasn't even just, I'm surprised the Cavs were able to get a game. Like, I'm really surprised the Cavs were able to get a game because they just physically dominated them. They took them out of their game defensively they put on a master class but with the Knicks do you think it was just the lack of the fact like Cleveland doesn't really have a bunch of shooting so it was a lot easier for the Knicks to play defense because they don't have to spread the floor defensively it is not to take away from what the Knicks did defensively it's more a knock on the Cavs but do you think it made a good defensive coach and a good defensive team's job easier that they couldn't spread the floor well I I, okay we'll put it this we're saying the same thing but I'll say it a different way I won't even say easier. I will say Cleveland, the way they play basketball, played to the Knicks' strengths. Mm-hmm. So it made it 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 it, they, it was the perfect storm. Is that were it was a really bad case scenario for Cleveland. What Cleveland wanted, I don't even I mean I don't really see anybody in this Eastern Conference like looking back now that Cleveland really matched up great against because of that. But what Cleveland didn't want to see is um, you know defense down low. You know fight. They didn't want. It didn't seem like they wanted to fight for the rebounds. Their bigs, you know, got out physicaled, and then they don't have the shooters to to give up and and spread it out like say you know like Sacramento versus the Knicks would be a, like I'm just theoretically saying like that's a whole different series as to where Cleveland like what they wanted to do was exactly what the Knicks don't let you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of it, like, you know, I hate, I don't like to pick on guys, but like when you got the, your franchises, you know, Donovan Mitchell, and he looks like he's not in inter- he doesn't want to, especially fight on defense. He I was really, he, he doesn't, he didn't, didn't seem like he wanted the challenge of Brunson or really any of them. I mean, whoever he was on, he, he kind of, he kind of shied away from some of it. I thought, I thought he, I thought it was, I never want to call him like, like whatever, but it was a bad look for Donovan Mitchell, like as far as coming out of these playoffs. And, but I watched him a lot this season only because they're they're on – I live in Ohio, so they're on a lot. So like when I'm just going through the channels, the Cavs are on, so I'll stop and watch. Donovan Mitchell played really good this year. The Cavs, I said late in the season, if the Cavs like – had injuries or something go the right way, like they could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I basically thought they were what I saw the Knicks be, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. I thought Garland looked good. I think if you're a Cavs fan, you're uh you're hopeful. I do think the Cavs are a year early. I think everybody's kind of getting crazy about like, you know, what to do. Like you add a couple pieces, 
going to the play going not just going to the playoffs uh you know a four seed in the playoffs was a little better than i expected this year so if i'm a Cavs fan i'm like this wasn't the year for us and i think the knicks this was like the knicks you know brunson was the right pickup and i think this is exactly the Knicks team that was built and now it's starting to show like RJ Barrett's playing better quickly played really good this year. Like, and I think the Cavs are a year away from that, but they definitely need a, a piece or two. And they got like every team needs shooters. Like you, okay. the heat even have the same issue, you know, like they were one of the, I think they were the lowest scoring team in the NBA this year. Like you, at some point you have to be able to put up 130 in a basketball game and, and the, the Cavs aren't built that way. And, it's uh, it, it caught up with them and the Knicks figured it. And Tibbs, great coaching job by Tibbs. He master class and just it was just a, it was a dominant performance by the Knicks. Uh, I was never more sure of a closeout game than I was the other night when it when the Knicks were went back to Cleveland. I, there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah, you essentially was like that was easy money yeah. um, as far as making that call. So I want to go a little bit to the Western Conference. Boston just closed out last night. Boston played with dog food. I'm not really going to, I mean, I think Trey Young had earned a spot to like all the hate that he received this year. Like, I think he shut that down. But then, of course, last night he goes over seven in the fourth quarter and the Trey Young yeah. hate starts back. Yeah, up. just but real quick, I could spend five minutes talking about like Trey Young's uh, is in a weird spot. I, I keep telling everybody he's 40% of a great player but I don't see the other 60% coming around. So like, yeah, when he's, when the Trey young stuff is happening, you're like, Oh, I was totally wrong about this guy, but it's not sustainable. And I don't know, like, I I don't, you can't, I don't know how you build around it. He's a very confusing player uh, with that contract. It's one of the most interesting stories of the off season is whether Trey young's even playing for Atlanta next year. But I just want to keep saying, like, every, I, I see that, like, I have people that don't watch the NBA, but they see the highlights and they ask me at work, like, oh, man, that Trey Young. I'm like, yes, I know what it looks like on SportsCenter, but he also can't, doesn't play. I won't say can't play defense, just doesn't play defense. Um, when it, when it gets late, he's not a super, like, assist guy either. <laughs> so it's kind of all or nothing. And so just, just real quick on Trey Young, like, it, it's, it's a, I don't want to say fool's gold, but I think he's 30 to 40% of a great player, but I think that's all we're going to get. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's in a tough spot because at the same time, like, can he get better or is this the best he's going to be? And he just sustains it for the next 10 years. Like it is a weird spot for him because he's young enough to where he can get better. He can get a little bit stronger and we've seen it from players, but it's like, will he, And it's not to dog Trey Young. I do like Trey Young, but there are those situations where as great as he played to take it to game six, and then it's like, okay, but in the fourth quarter, he went 0 for 7, you know, um, and the Trey Young haters came back out instead of just being realistic of what Trey Young is. I don't think he'll ever be the best player on a championship team, but that's not a knock because there's only like five guys in the NBA that are that. So it's not a knock. To say that, people take it as a knock, but it's like there's only like five guys in every era that exist where they could be the best player on a championship team bar none. And that's but pretty much goes for every era. Here's a, here's a question we have about Trey, and we don't know the answer yet, is 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 he willing to to put himself in a, a better position for him as you know second or third? But you can't you can't be ball dominant and be a streak shooter if you know what i mean like you're, yeah. you you shoot your teams out of game like it's not sustainable in today's nba like you got to have ball movement you got to be more catch and shoot um you know he's a shot creator which is awesome if you if you tell me it's the fourth quarter and we're tied and you give me trey young i want him on my team every day of the week but for it, it it's i don't know how you build around that for 82 games 
yeah. we'll see. I could be wrong. He might he might evolve into a completely different player. I haven't heard anything that says he's going to do that. Yeah, that's true. It's, and you know the rumors and all the things that go around it. Like they don't just come out of anywhere, right. especially from insiders. Like everybody's not just always blowing smoke. As much as we want these reporters and we attack them on Twitter of ah, you don't know anything. Like yeah, but they do. Like rumblings happen because they are close to people inside the building, and that's why sources are anonymous because maybe I wasn't supposed to know this information, but I'm putting it out to the public because the public wants to know this information and it doesn't matter who I got it from. Just know I got it. And that's why I'm an insider. That's why somebody is an insider and somebody like me is not. I just weigh my opinions on what's being reported yeah. and that's where you play. But anyway, you could try the last thing on Trey young. I was like making these comparisons as the old guy. This is what it looked like when Iverson in the Sixers were rolling. That's, that's what this looks like. It, it was four guys, trying getting trying to get long rebounds and hope Iverson would catch fire. And I'm not being negative, I'm just saying that's that's what it looked like and that's what this Atlanta team reminds me of. You if if I miss and you guys get a rebound, give me a second chance. And that that's not that's just not super sustainable. Yeah, it's not. So I did I do want to go to the West. Hell yeah. And I want to talk about before we talk about the series of all series that we will be watching tonight, really two of I won't say series of all series, but two really good matchups. I want to talk about the Clippers and the Suns series. Okay. As a whole, I think the Suns were impressive. Um, Kevin Durant never really had to play an immaculate game. He did right. play good, but he never had to play where it was like, okay, we give this ball to KD and we win or lose with them, which is a good thing. Like, that's what you want to walk out of the first round with. But it's really more, it's not about Phoenix because we'll really see how good they are against this Denver team. It's about the Clippers. Like, yeah. that's where my questions raised is like, I'm not saying blow it up, but at the same time, like since they've been there, we're asking the same question or what is this? The fifth year they've been together fourth or fifth year they've been together. And we're literally making the same statement as when they got together. What can this team be? If healthy, the thing is there's enough evidence right now. And I said this going into this year when there were people picking the Clippers Shout out to Chris, but Chris was not the only one, so it's no knock on him. And he did say, if they're healthy, I see the Clippers going all the way. But that I'm like, that's counting on Kawhi and Paul George to be healthy, both together or either one of them come playoff time, really essentially is non-existent and it's probably not going to happen from here on out. Kawhi tears his meniscus, Paul George is hurt, and then you know it comes out while they're down 3-1. Well, if they were to come back and win the series, he'll be good to go in the second round, and we're like, well, we all know it's not happening because Kawhi's not coming back. So what do the Clippers do, though? Because you don't want to blow it up, in a sense, because then you just become, like, the irrelevant Clippers again. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you have to make some moves and capitalize on value. I'm not saying trade Kawhi. I'm probably more saying probably trade Paul George, and you got to capitalize on value and set yourself up for the future. And maybe it would cause to blow it up, but you can't keep hanging your hat on, man, if Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy when there's zero evidence that it will happen. Yeah, and you know, like, what a weird season for him. And the thing about Kawhi is like, and, I, and I, I've been saying this for a couple of years, and when I say I've been saying this, I'm not trying to say I'm smarter. A lot of people have said it, but like, it was clear that Kawhi was hurt a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they re-signed him with the knee injury, and I thought it was a mistake then because we talked about it last night. Yes, Kawhi at his best is one of the best players that ever played at his best. Like sometimes guys get injured, and that's just the their career just tails off. And I it just I find it hard to believe that that's not where Kawhi's at. I mean, the Clippers did everything possible they could do this year to let him have a playoff run, and his his knee just didn't hold up. I mean, 
I don't, you know, I wouldn't begin to know medically why it happened or whatever, but some guys, sometimes guys just have lingering injuries that are real injuries. I think he's actually hurt. Um, and it just, it's just not going to happen, but this is the NBA. We, you know, we spoke on it with Trey young, the contracts really start handcuffing you. So it's like, now you're invested in, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, but then you're like, you, you you know you if you're if you're a team if you're the Miami Heat your team do you would you want Kawhi on your team because I don't believe that he's going to be healthy Kawhi ever again for a run yeah like, I would the money for the money I don't think he'll be healthy in the time that we traded for him for like that's, we what, that's what I mean Kawhi to help us win a championship and I don't think he will be healthy I would more take a chance on Paul George only because and. Just specifically, Miami is like because I do have Jimmy Butler. Don't agree. I'm, not, I'm not asking Jimmy Butler is pretty healthy. I mean, he sits his games, but he's pretty healthy and durable. And that's kind of been why he's been the guy who's been the most consistent. I would say in the playoffs over the past four years is because he's been one of the most durable stars. But then when I look at Paul George, I'm like, well, Paul George also he's injury prone, but he can't be durable because his guy who's supposed to be able to kind of balance the durability is never there during the regular season. So Paul George does have to exert a lot of energy, can't take as many nights off. And even when he does, it could be detrimental to the team because, all right, Kawhi is probably not playing for the next two weeks. He got hurt again. He's banged up. He never fully healed from a previous injury, something like that. He don't play back to back. So Paul George has to take on that role. And then we know he's injury prone. So I would take a flyer on Paul George before Kawhi just agreed. Agreed. I think, Paul George, his injuries are slight enough. He's not tearing an ACL or tearing meniscus or reported to have to have had a degenerative knee injury right. where Kawhi does. Like, there's problems where it's like he's never going to get better, essentially. He's ne- his 100% will never be his former 100%. Where I think with Paul George, it's like bang up here, bang up there. But if we have a plan in place for him to be durable and not asking to put everything on his shoulders because our second player or our first star, however you want to consider him, can't be there and be available. So we need you to carry that load to get us to the playoffs. I think that'd be durable for him in Miami heat uniform, but I I just, I don't see anybody taking a swing on Kawhi. And at the same time, like does Kawhi, like, could he just say like, if you're trying to trade me, I'm, I'm, I'm a retire. And he would be that kind of guy. him is just he came to LA that's where he's from. He came back home for a reason. And so I could see, he'd be like, I'm not, he was awesome in these playoffs. I mean, yeah, until he got hurt, he was playing absolutely. Yeah, he's he's the the talent's definitely there. But as far as Clippers organization, that you're in a tough spot. You know, you don't want to be irrelevant, but you can't. You this isn't. You can't keep doing this. Um, you know what I mean? This isn't sustainable. Westbrook's probably not. I mean, he's not. He is who he is. Who he is. Like that's really a non-factor, and you can't build a team around him. He, it's just. It's just a weird skill set. Um, you know, is that a spot? And I know that the money, I know none of this works out, but there's a team that where I'm like, does uh Balmer just say, Hey, I'll take Trey Young and we'll light this place up for, you know, 82 games, maybe get an eighth seed and then see what happens. Or do you try to build a franchise and that means the next five years are gonna be slow, especially in the West. I mean, I don't know what like if you you, I mean, you sneak into the playoffs and you play Kevin Durant and and Devin Booker. Um, it's that's uh, that's tough. The West is really tough, at least for a, a couple more seasons. The West is awesome. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Warriors. We'll see what happens with Durant. I mean, nobody knows the future, but um, that's uh, Clippers are in a in a weird spot. So I guess they're going to have to decide: like, do we want to just fight through this and 
you know, really, really not have a real, realistic chance of the championship, or does Bomber want to try and go for it and make some huge moves? Uh, it's it's another it's another one of those teams with uh, just weird situations because of salaries. Yeah. So before we talk about like the Warriors and Kings, I do want to talk about Denver. Um, not really going to make mention of Minnesota. I think I think they're in a very weird spot as well because I think they're in an identity crisis as far as you have Cat who's yes, in another. He's, he's not healthy, but at the same time, like you're young, up and coming, who everybody foresees to be a future superstar and MVP of this league. Anthony now, that's what I was going to say. This, this Minnesota making it in and giving Edwards even a, a round of playoff experience is worth is worth everything to them. Uh, yeah. What what a show he put on! He is that dude. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, his future is bright, but he does. I'm with you. He feels like one of these guys that is basically like. I, I never want to say I want out because it always sounds like the players like causing trouble. I always like to say like a player realizes the situation and the players really saying like, I want a chance to win. And um, you, you said uh, with, with cat and everything, Minnesota is another team that's, that's really kind of tied to a guy that doesn't appear to be an NBA championship type of player. So uh, it was weird. Yeah. And it is weird. And I could see them, I think they're going to entertain trading cat this off season. And it's not really a knock on cat, but it is when you're at a point where your former star player, your former guy is in his prime and your up and coming guy is the superstar and looks like the future of the franchise. And it could be butting heads because cat and cat talked about it. And he said it was tough. I was trying to get Anthony Edwards going. I had to sacrifice a little and it more sounded like, yeah, I'm not going to be allowed to well, be a star here while playing with Anthony Edwards, but it's not a knock on Edwards. It's because Cat thinks he's Danny Green. He wants to stand out on the arc. Yeah, he thinks he's Kobe. And he's, he, Cat wants to thinks he plays the position that Edwards does, and Edwards is better at it. That's the real problem here. Yeah, and Minnesota tied themselves, too, with that god-awful trade of Rudy oh, Gobert. But the, we're not, the Gobert deal. We're not even going to go down he's that gonna road. He's going to strangle them. Yeah, and it, it will strangle them for the next two to three years, and you better hope, like, there comes a point in time where Anthony Edwards doesn't say, yeah, I'm not re-signing my extension because somebody's going to do it. One of these young guys, it will happen. I'm not saying it's Anthony Edwards, but in the next five years, one of these guys who get drafted to a terrible team will not re-sign with that team and they will take less money. They will not sign that super max, that super rookie extension max, and they will go and go figure out, because these players are getting smarter business-wise. So they will... Anthony Edwards would be like, I'm not going to Well, hopefully Mo will be back here in a second. Um,
Wisconsin Base Watching, we're still live. Me and Mo Murphy uh, had some technical difficulties talking about the NBA. We're just getting ready to move on to the Western Conference. I'm sure we're going to have a, a spiel on is Le- LeBron and AD, uh, col- you know, I won't say collapse, but I think it's the end of their run. We'll talk about Sacramento, Golden State. Which I think is the two best teams. I think I think's the two best teams in basketball. Period. But unfortunately, they had to play each other in the first round. We'll see where it goes from there. I haven't done a show for a while. That feels like one of my solo shows I used to do. That seems like we might be done. His Wi-Fi cut out. This happens. This this happens in the world of world of podcasting. Give it a second here. Mo might want to start up edit. I'm sure he needs the audio version. I really want to talk about Golden State and Sacramento. I'm not going to lie. I think Golden State's my favorite to win it right now. They just seem to figure it out. They're, uh, they they seem healthy too. Um, it's about as healthy as an as an older team, veteran team can be. Looney's playing like a monster. I think he's been the difference in the series. Clearly, but I, I like where they're at. And um, you give me Steph Curry, like I know you start the game with Steph Curry on your team, you got a chance to win it. So you start you start with having a chance to win it. So um, we'll see. Okay, I'm back. I just, I just I just been blabbing the whole time. Okay, well, cool. So I appreciate Jeff for being a professional. I'm sorry about my uh, Wi-Fi cutting out. Um, I probably won't edit it. It'll just go the way it you, is. We'll see what happens. You might want a little edit. I, I didn't. I didn't embarrass myself. But anyway, yeah, Wi-Fi just randomly cut out. We were talking about Anthony Edwards going to L.A. in two years. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I would. I just I think somebody is not going to sign that rookie extension. Because as when you get drafted, you cannot control your situation. You get drafted, you go there. Everybody's not going to be Eli Manning and say, I'm not playing there. Everybody doesn't have the name right. on, on, on their back to be able to say that and have the same respect and get what you want at the same time. So, But I do think there will be a point where somebody won't sign that rookie max extension and just be like, you know what, with business and all that, I can make up some of the money lost. And at the end of the day, you can losing $20 million, you could go sign a $40 million deal. You still lost that $20 million, So you sign a $40 million and you could have had 60 But at the same time, you make up some of that loss, but put yourself in a better situation to set up your career. And, and you'll get that bigger bag later in your career after being in the league 10 years anyway. But I want to talk about Denver. Um, so Jokic. Um, I, I said this for, you know, going. We talked about it, but I've said this before. I think Jokic is one of the guys who has the most pressure to essentially at the very least reach the conference finals. And I still think with being the one seed 
and being possibly the MVP, probably the runner-up this year. I think it might go to Joel Embiid, but either way, um, being the runner-up, being the back-to-back MVP, I think the Western Conference Finals, and I think that's the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to reach a finals and essentially look like he could have won a championship or wins a championship. I think as tough as the West is right now, you couldn't have asked for an easier first-round matchup as opposed to, like, Memphis lands L.A., Phoenix and the Clippers have to play each other. Like, the Kings get awarded the reigning champions, Golden State, <laughs> in their first round for being— Man, poor like, Kings. Yeah, like, those are their awards where you're like, you get Minnesota. Like, that's who you ended up getting. You were able to avoid the Lakers. I'm not saying the Lakers would have beat the Nuggets, but I'm just saying that would have been a little bit tougher because it's still LeBron and AD and whatever. Um, but at the same time, like if Jokic, if he loses in the next round and I understand it's against Phoenix and I understand Phoenix has Kevin Durant and I understand they got Devin Booker and I know they are a really good team, but forget what Jan is talking about. If Jokic loses in the second round, is the season not a failure? And do we not start looking at Jokic a little bit differently? Well, here's what I noticed about you. First of all, um, he, he, I know he's a great player, but one thing I noticed is like, he did, he doesn't seem to get. Like he seems like this is the same player that we got all regular season, which again is, is an MVP type player. But like I don't see the extra energy or anything in the playoffs, you know, that th- that you're going to need that I've seen these other guys do. Now I'm not saying he doesn't have it. You're right, he didn't need it. Uh, Jamal Murray had a great series. I mean, that was uh, you know, that that ended that series. But um, I don't enjoy watching Denver play. But that doesn't mean I think they're bad or whatever. It's just their style of play and the way it looks and they. I just didn't really, but um, yes, Jokic absolutely has to be. I don't even think it can be a case of where he plays because he. Here's the thing: he's all. We talked about Jimmy Butler, how he gets basically twice as good. Jokic, Jokic can play his just averages for the season; they're going to look great. But since it's the way he's always played, he's he's not going to get credit for his numbers. So he has to he has win. Yeah, he has to win the series. He can't just have good numbers because everybody's gonna be like, "Well, yeah, of course you had good numbers. Like you, you, you you'll always have good numbers." So he has to, he has absolutely has to beat the Suns, which I don't think. I think the Suns are a bad matchup, and I think Kevin Grant, Durant is just waiting. Like I can, I can just feel that KD is like, like especially with having Booker over there. Durant's gonna be like, if Durant's not feeling it, you're passing it to maybe the best shooting guard in the league, especially especially offensive. Like that's your fallback is you have one of the best players in the league. That's a, that's a playoff player. Another guy that's like, okay, it's time. Like he's incredible in the first round. Like Booker's Booker's incredible. Um, Paul is playing well enough, but um, I I don't know. I think, yeah, Jokic, he has to, if he was to go to the finals, I don't know. I guess maybe game six of the Western conference finals, maybe would satisfy people. But um, I don't, and I don't see the problem. Like I'm with you. I know what Giannis was trying to say, but we're just talking about sports here. I don't see the problem with putting pressure on him, and then they don't make it, saying that they, you know, had a bad season. That does not mean that he can't raise these kids or doesn't know how to drive a car. It means that if we're talking about basketball here. Like, don't overthink this. And you know, Jeff, this is what I hate. Um, and I seen a clip from. Uh, the Shannon Sharp podcast. And so this all ties into each other, but he was talking to Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was giving advice and saying, you know, like men are supposed to provide. You're not supposed to ask your, the 50, 50 thing. This younger generation doesn't understand it. 
And I'm like, I get that. I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I hate hear, taking advice or hearing advice from multimillionaires yeah. and billionaires. Yeah. And with Giannis, because it's like, okay, you weren't, you weren't thinking that way when you were in a predicament. Like, I'm not going to say mine because I'm fine. But I'm saying like when you weren't the, the multimillionaire nine-figure dude, Steve Harvey, like uh-huh. it, it wasn't going like that. Like you, you needed your woman to help you out and provide a little bit. Not, oh, she's producing children. Like, yes, it's easier to say when you are so financially stable yeah. that money doesn't matter and what she does doesn't matter because you got it. But I think that's with Giannis. Like, oh, well, how is it a failure? Like, bro, it, it gave me a, I got more money than you and not necessarily saying that, but it's like, my life is better than yours. I still get to take care of my kids and this and that. And it's like, bro, we're not talking about, we're, we're not judging your bank account, bro. We're judging no, the product on the basketball. We're not talking about your family. We're not talking about anything except for just basketball. And, um, and I get, I guess, you know, no, we won't go down the road on this. Everybody's beat it to death, but like, I do understand there was a history with the guy that asked the question and that was a tough moment, but here's what I said. Giannis could have just said, no, like if, like, if you asked me, like I got disc golfing, Hey, was your round of failure? I can say yes or no. And then, and just be done with it. Like, like no, what Giannis, what Giannis to me, what I heard was, Oh, I, it didn't matter anyway. It's just a game. And I know that's not what he said, but to me, it was like, what he should have said is like, yeah, like I'm upset. We got, we'll come back. Like, you know, hungrier than ever. Like the heat whipped our ass. Like it's a bad taste in my mouth. Like, and, and you know, something like that. But the yeah, we weren't like, oh, hey, is your life a failure now? And are you yeah. going to dwell on this? And, and it, <laughs> that's not it, what we were talking about. He make it like he asked him, like, is it a mental health crisis that you lost in the first yes. round? Are you going to be able to provide for your family now? Like, bro, we weren't asking that. No, we didn't ask that. We just asked if you thought the season. Was a failure, was a, and, and it, it was. Certainly was. You can't be a one seed, lose to the eighth seed in the first round, and tell me that you look at this season as any type of success. Yeah, that's all. I'm, like, like go, and we know you do now get to go to Cancun and, and play with your kids, and, and you right. get to have a very long off season vacation. So yeah. yes, you are winning. You get to spend your super max deal anywhere you want to in the off season. So you're winning now. After a major loss and a failure of a season, yeah. you wanted to be play. You had a goal to be playing in June. You're knocked out in April. You won't even be playing in May. Yeah, you failed. Like it's okay, bro. Your season. Yeah, yeah, was a failure. That's it's- what I mean. Like it's okay. Like your your team like under. How are, we can say it a million different ways. Disappointed, underperformed, choked. All this stuff. All sports related. All sports related. Yeah, it's just sports. ain't nobody acting like Giannis can't raise these kids or don't 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 take his brother to to dinner or buy Christmas bread. Like it's cool, man. Like calm down, calm yeah, down. Like, yeah. That's what I said. It's like that's like, how he felt his he felt the season was a failure, and that's why he gives an example like that. Like that's another one of those things. Your answer, and I love Giannis. I like I like who he is. Like, but he did this. He also pulled the same shit when they won the championship. Like then it was like he was um taking the high road about like how he did everything he did everything the right way and there's a, a right way to do it so like oh okay you're so you're judging you're judging lebron james is who you're calling out you're judging kevin durant kevin durant guys like that like now 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 there's more to it but when you lose in the first round it's like oh yeah we had a good season no big deal like yeah like I, I get to go home to my kids and that's yeah. like that's not what we asked but yeah, I, we, I, did, we didn't ask if you uh, were going to abandon your children tonight yeah we did not, I, nobody asked but in in this crazy, but to bring wrap all that back into Jokic, um, it, yeah, I think anything less than I bet a, he says it's a failure. 
A hundred percent. He would have to. And, and I think my thing is anything less than a Western Conference Finals appearance in, in, in seven game series, I think is a failure for the simple fact you were the one seed for the simple fact all season long, you possibly were going to be like the first player in like 35, 40 years to win three MVPs yeah. in a row. Like you were looked at in that light, a superstar light. I mean, this was conversation where like LeBron hasn't done that. Kobe hasn't done that. Like some of the all time great top 10 players you were. There was a point in the time where we thought you were going to do something that none of them were able to achieve, which means you do all that. But they had championships at the point when they were winning MVPs. So they're looked at in a different light. Like, OK, if you get three in a row, you already got back to back with no championships, no finals appearances. You get three in a row. I want nothing less than a championship, to be honest, because you put yourself in historical light. Well, I need a championship to validate you in history. And I'm not saying I'm not. I know that's very ring culture ish. But I'm not asking for Jokic to win the next three out of four. I'm just saying if you're going to be historically like that in the same conversation as what Larry Bird did, like Larry Bird was a champion, multi-time champion, just give me one. Like Jokic cannot leave his career with no championships and tell me that I'm supposed to look look at him the same because we say the guys who – imagine if Russell Westbrook had a championship. Imagine if James Harden had a championship. Just one. It completely changes how you look at those players based on some of the things they did. in and, the record books, and you're the you, like, you got to perform in the playoffs because, am I personally like I think the Suns wreck them. Um, I, I, I think I, I think it, they should be scared that Kevin Durant was able to cruise in the first round. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't he was cruising. I'm saying even just on the court physically, you know, the the dude's just not a super super active defensive player, and he's talk. We're talking about you know. The, the Suns can move. And if, if it's, you know, a lot of it's going to be on Aiden. Like, like you know, let's yeah. be honest here. Like, if he, if he shows up and wants to play like he did, what, in the bubble, I guess it's been a while since we've seen it. Or I guess, no, it was uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, if he shows up and, and just makes him work and earn it and maybe gets a cheap foul here or there and just, you know, that, that's the key. But, um, but then, you know, and also I'm willing to say, you know, he's also got the chance to, if he has a great series and knocks Kevin Durant out, then now we put that on his trophy, you know, put it in his trophy case. And we're like, okay, this dude is here. This dude is ready. Just like we did it with Tatum last year. We did it with the honest two years ago. Um, Jimmy's already been there a couple of times, but it's these guys that like, oh, he just took the next step. Um, yeah. th- this guy's different. He's, he's, he took his team like, you know, a, a little bit further. So every, every year a guy's going to do that. Maybe it is, maybe it is Joker's year. Yeah, and and maybe and and if he wins a championship, you know, I won't be upset. Like I won't hate it. I'm just I think he if he wins it. a championship, I'll say right now it's one of the best seasons anybody's ever had. If he does yeah. everything he's done and wins a championship, it'll be one of the best seasons anybody's had. Yeah, I'll, and I'll give him just, full credit. He just needs, like I said, I know the ring culture thing, but it's like a one championship validates a great player. Like, Absolutely, in basketball, imagine if Charles Barkley had a championship. Like yep. we know the man was a great player. One. We're not saying you got to be Michael Jordan and LeBron and, and, and um, Kobe Bryant and win all these championships. We're just saying one validates all the great things you yep. did in your career. So, um, but Memphis and Memphis and the Lakers. So they play tonight. Um, this is rough. Game six. It's been a. It's tough, man. It's been a bad series to watch. Essentially, it's been bad to watch. Not a, not not a like overall bad series, but. I hate watching the Lakers play basketball. It is. And we talked about this in the chat the other day. And, you know, I said this. I'm like, the Lakers, every game, they play in spurts. And in that spurt of eight minutes when 
all shots are falling and LeBron's dishing to everybody and Anthony Davis is getting going on both sides of the floor, those eight minutes, that looks like a championship team. But then they will follow that up with another eight minutes of looking like the Charlotte Hornets. So in a quarter and a half, they look like a championship caliber team and then they look like the Charlotte Hornets. And that's in a quarter and a half and it's a – it's an ongoing thing. Like, so for half the game, they look like they could win the championship and the other half, they look like they don't belong in the playoffs. Like that is the story of the Lakers. And the only thing is they're up three to two right now because I mean, jaw did get hurt, but it's, at because the same of, time, it's jaws. That that's it. It's jaws wrist. Yeah. That's, that's why the Lakers are up three. And two. at the same time, Memphis has had those spurts as well. where like, okay, if their shots aren't falling, they'll kind of play hand in hand. So it's like, but I don't think Memphis, when they play at their low in the series, I don't think they look like the Charlotte Hornets. I just think they right. look a little worse than the Lakers at yeah. their high. So I think the Lakers actually close it out in L.A. Oh, um, I'm just I do. And I know you're tired of LeBron. I know you kind of. No, here's the thing. I, when I say I'm tired of LeBron, I don't mean it as an insult. Yeah, I just no, mean that this, this, is, this is, I was, I wanted him in the playoffs so much. And then. Honestly, I'll make a full excuse for him. I really think his foot's hurt worse than people think it is. I think I, everybody – I told somebody that the other day. I mean, everybody makes fun of LeBron and says he cries all the time. But the truth is he's been one of the toughest athletes in, in sports history. It, it looks bad sometimes, but actually as far as coming out of games and not playing, like he's been one of the most durable athletes we've ever seen. It, it's something – I think he's hurt a little more. He's a little more tired. Um, you know, obviously he, you know, the dude's been in the league 20 years. Um, and it's like, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I think it's, I think it's, I'm ready to move on now. I feel like I'm just, I'm ready to move on. I don't, I don't see a window for him beating any of the teams left in the West. I don't see, I think the Lakers will get absolutely, AD is clearly not going to show up. AD is, I, I, I'm, AD is 29 now. I think that's the important thing to say here. AD is 29 years old. This is who he is. Everybody keeps acting like this is a kid. Like, no, he's 29. Like, his career, especially as a big man, you know, his his career's peaked. Like, he is who he is. Um, can he be dominant for five minutes? He can if he wants to, but it just ain't there. Yeah, and I think, I think I'm think i kind of with you. Like, you know I love LeBron. Oh, I do. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be so sad. It hurts to watch, and it's not – because I do think I think part of it is his foot injury. Like there sure was a world where I think it was realistic when people were like, "We're not sure if he comes back." Like I think that was a realistic report. We're so used to LeBron being Megatron, and right. he just he's been so tough. But my thing is, we're putting year ten expectations. Like okay, in the past four years since the bubble, look, the Lakers or LeBron have not shown us that. Like LeBron has not shown us that he can be that guy. But because of injuries and everything. They haven't made the playoffs, so we still have that hope. Like, all LeBron needs to do is punch his ticket because of his 19 years prior. Yeah. He's shown us if he punches his ticket, that's all he needs. And so we, and he, and he's, he's at 3 2. Let's be. Yeah, let's and he punched his ticket. Um, and so we're like, uh oh, like Memphis is in trouble. And I still think Memphis is in trouble. They very well could lose tonight in game six, and the mm-hmm. Lakers could march on, or I won't say march on, the Lakers will limp on um, into yeah. the second round. But it's just watching LeBron is like, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Jeff, this is the first time where, like, he looks old. Yeah. Like, he, he finally looks he's old. Hang, he's hanging out over in the corner a lot, not participating on defense. He's he's and I, and I get what he's doing. I totally trust him. He knows the game, and he knows himself better. He's got his team at 3-2. If you told me, what, two months ago, Mo, that the Lakers would be 3-2, first round of the playoffs, I would have said you were nuts. 
they were yeah, like the they true. were like the worst team in basketball coming out of January. Yeah, that's true too. But and, it is just one of those like, and I and my, I told my dad this. I'm like, we just I think we got to stop thinking that punching yeah. the ticket was enough for LeBron. I'm, I'm finally past it. I'm finally. I'm finally. To, yeah, I don't know. If it's, Golden State or Sacramento. I don't know. It, no, probably not. I, no, I would say not. No way. But even still, even if they did, like, I still, okay, they get to the Western Conference Finals. Like, I will have my doubts if they continue to march on or limp on. But my thing is, I just don't think LeBron is still a great player. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think LeBron has finally hit the point where if he is your second best player, you can win it. Year 20, LeBron is your second best player. You can win a championship. Yep. The problem is on Anthony Davis's best nights, that's when they win those games because Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor. But he the problem doesn't. is when, when he doesn't do it consistently, that's that's the issue, and I don't see Anthony Davis doing the, it consistently throughout the playoffs. The star of this series is Jaron Jackson. Like he's 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 completely he's completely controlled this series for Memphis. I think it's I think it's Desmond Bain. Okay, right. That's I'll take that. But I I think Bain has been awesome, and he's he's picked up for where you know. But I I say Jackson just because when I watch it. He's basically made AD just not want to play basketball, and I'm being totally serious. Yeah, yeah. So you've eliminated what you just said. You've just all of a sudden eliminated who should be the best player on this Lakers team. That he don't even want to go in there and play offense because he's tired of falling down and rolling around and and Jackson, you know, punking him and playing great. And Jack, so therefore he's not defending the same. So Jackson's even you know playing pretty good offense. Uh, that's been the thing that I'm like that dude. That dude's that dude is. We're talking about players that have come out of his playoffs for me personally. That I'm like, oh shit. Jackson's one of them. Bain also. I got Bain on my list too. I made a little list of like guys that I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Um, you know, Sacramento's got about 10 guys like that. Um, so yeah, it's just so we'll close out. We'll talk about the Warriors and Kings. Let's a little do it. Bit. They they play uh their game six. And I want to make this known. So I I, I asked this question when the Warriors were down 2-0. Do y'all do you think or somebody no, actually somebody else asked the question. They said, Are the Warriors done? I said, no, majority of everybody else said yes. And I'm like, Sacramento did what they were supposed to do. They won their first two at home. It's never over when you're down 2-0 until you tell me what, what you come out of, of game three or four. Right. They lost game three. Obviously we know no team has ever come back down 3-0. If you go, if you leave out a game four down 3-1, I don't really like your chances, especially because home court advantage is not on your side anyway. And game seven would be played on the road. But instead, they won. They took care of home, and then they were able to snag one on the road. And this is where I say, some people say championship experience doesn't matter. This is where I say it does. Because Absolutely. if the Warriors went up 2-0, if the Warriors had went up 2-0, Sacramento panics in the series over. Like, if it was vice versa, I would say Sacramento, they're not going to know how to handle being down 2-0. They haven't been there before, and I would say the series is over. But because Golden State, they just won the championship. Like, they've been there, done this. This core group has been there, done that. And knowing that guys like I, Jordan Poole hasn't been playing that good um, and, and all that. But at the same time, those guys just played in the NBA Finals and won the championship last year. So there is that experience and there is that mental space where it's like, I'm not going to panic. They Now they got to come home and they got to see us. And we know we're going to handle business at home. If we can sneak five, game five on the road, we're right, we got them right where we want them. And I think that's exactly what they did. And I do think Golden State closes it out tonight yeah. at home. I just do not see in a closeout game, I <laughs> don't see Sacramento being able to play their best basketball 
and outplay Golden State because this they've been here, done this, and closed out so many series as a core. I trust Steph. I trust Clay. Yeah. I trust Draymond in this situation. Like I, I really do. I trust Steve Kerr. They know what it takes to close out when you're up three two, and I think they do it, especially because it's at home. Yeah, what I've seen out of Golden State, I like when it flipped for me was when game three started golden state played one of the best defensive games i've seen this season and i was like oh okay okay this is the golden state that that wins championships this is it it was incredible how well they were getting back and playing defense And i'm like okay now we got a series and of course obviously it is i think golden state's my favorite right now mainly because they're actually pretty healthy which is which is rare they're pretty deep and they're pretty healthy they can throw a lot of guys out there that are that are good basketball players um, I think Looney in this series has been a monster. A monster. Absolute monster in this series. I love watching him play basketball. He he's a guy that knows exactly what he's really good at, and then he keeps being really good at it. Um, and when you can get those junk, like Draymond's lived on this shit for 10 years. When you can get those junk like putbacks and stuff, like on the rare miss by Curry and them, those are just extra points. So it's just, you know, he's been the difference. You know, Sacramento, I feel bad. They are a really good team. They're as good as I thought they were. They are one of the best teams in the West. They're just running up against a slightly just it's just the experience. Like I feel bad that Sacramento doesn't get a play, maybe get a play another series because they deserve it. They are a good team. Sabonis has uh took a step back. I don't know what's going on with that. He's has a little been a little been a little disappointed watching him, but you know, I'm not smart enough in the NBA to know like what defense they're doing and uh, you know, Draymond started the series in the last, you know, acting like a, a goofball and all this stuff, but he's back to playing the type of basketball that helps him win championships, his defense, uh, everything. It's been a great series. And I think Steph Curry is, 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 is a good, a playoff basketball player as anybody in the league right now, including Jimmy Butler. He's just, what I said, our, our buddy fresh the other day, we were talking about it on Twitter. And I said, what, what golden state does better than anybody left right now is they know exactly how and when to stop the other team's momentum. They never let the game get away from them. When you watch that game, the other, you know, game five or uh, yeah, game five, they like, as soon as you could feel Sacramento speeding up and like, you know, you could, the energy, they knew exactly when to hit a shot. Curry would hit a shot or maybe a timeout or just even a foul. Like Draymond knows when to like, I don't know, do something stupid, to to just stop he they they never let that other team get carried away and I'm like that's a championship that's championship shit like they know exactly they learned their lesson playing LeBron back in those days and not letting that momentum get out of hand and they're just taking care of business it's uh I I think they're 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 my favorites to win a championship right now yeah and I think the path I think if you're Golden State and you went through injuries this year you know Andrew Wiggins was um you know had some personal things to handle for probably two months, you know, Steph had went down for a little bit. Clay had got hurt a little bit. Draymond Green, you know, they got banged up. They're getting older. But if you ask them that, okay, we play the Sacramento Kings, I think getting into the sixth seed and getting Sacramento, I think they felt rewarded as far as, man, we don't have to play Phoenix. We don't have to play Denver. Like, we play Sacramento, the least least experienced team that we possibly could get. Least experienced. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Yeah, the least experienced team that we possibly could get. And then you tell them that there's a possibility that in the second round we get the Lakers. Like oh, the Lakers might be the beat. Or the Memphis, it doesn't matter. But I just I think I think 
I think the winner the, of this series is going to the Western Conference Finals. That's what sucks for Sacramento or Golden State. The winner is going to the Western Conference Finals. And that's the very likely option. But I think if you tell them, like, okay, we get Sacramento, who's the team with the least experience, so we have the advantage there. We play the Lakers. I just say the Lakers because they are up 3-2, and I expect yeah, them that's to fair. tonight. So I say the Lakers, who's going to hobble into the oh, second round, God. and we're going to be able to take advantage of them. It's a sweep. It's a sweep. I think it goes five. Oh, okay, I'll give you five. A gentleman's sweep. But, you know, um, um, God, I cannot think for a second. So, yeah, so then they get to play the Lakers who are going to hobble into the second round. And then they're like, okay, we only either have to play. We only either have to play our greatest against either Denver yeah. or Phoenix. I yep. think they would love to not have to play Phoenix. But at the same time, I think they would embrace that Phoenix matchup. Oh. Kevin Durant, the story. Give, give me Durant. Yeah. yeah, give me Dre and KD. Like, give there's me- a lot of good storylines. Whoever went like Sacramento or Golden State, I'm I'm on board for for you know into the championships. It's it's going to be good. There's really not a lot of bad matchups left um, in the West. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. So I, I if, if Sacramento pulls it out, that's awesome. I, I want more. I would watch. I would let Sacramento just. I just let them back in. Just take the Lakers out. Put Sacramento back in. But you know, let's yeah. let's, let's 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 just uh, keep running. I. Um, it, it's been awesome and shout out to, uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, another thing I said about these playoffs real quick, I know you want to get out of here is that like, it's been awesome to see all these guys that we heard about and that went to like, you know, maybe they went to big colleges they were high draft picks and they kind of get lost because honestly, like if you live on the East coast and your favorite team is Philadelphia 76ers, you may not watch Sacramento basketball. You may not watch Minnesota. So you watch these playoffs and you're like, Damn, Anthony Edwards is that dude. Damn, De'Aaron Fox is that dude. Damn, Malik Monk is that dude. Damn, Sabonis is that dude. Like, all these guys that have stepped up, and you realize how freaking good the talent in the young talent in I think I looked today, Mo, and, like, I want to say 10 out of the top 20 points per game scores in the playoffs right now are under, like, 27 years old. Like, you know, and we're Tatum's a veteran at, like, 26. Yeah. I mean, the, the league is, you know – so young and it is if you really like just enjoy watching basketball it's in it's in good shape post lebron i feel better about moving on past lebron than i did before the playoffs started i really think that um i'm ready for the the next phase of the nba yeah 100 so yeah we're gonna close out there jeff i appreciate you always joining um everybody you know where to follow me at mo underscore cheese 15 on twitter at up in flames pod on instagram i appreciate everybody for tuning in i appreciate everybody for listening and on that note up in flames is out